Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for being part of this community and welcome to today's show. Today's episode, it's just going to be me. I am going to have a little chat with you about a project that I'm working on called The Paradox of Potential. So I am in the process of working on a program for a client for next year in 2017 where we are talking to his team. One of the topics we're going to cover is is about reaching your highest potential. And the more I have been talking to people and the more I've been surveying people, it's very interesting. About a third of the people who have taken a survey that I have put online have said that yes, they feel that they are living up to their highest potential, which is actually a little bit higher than I thought the survey was going to come back. I've so far gotten close to about 100 responses, and I really thought it was going to come back with more people saying no, they don't feel that they're living up to their highest potential. And so that's one of the reasons I decided I wanted to do a survey, and I'm hoping to get those numbers up to about 1,000 people. Um, If you would like to take the survey, you can check me out anywhere on social media because I am going to be putting the link to that up. It it has about four questions, and they're very, very simple. And the first one is, do you really feel that you're living up to your highest potential in your career? And as I said, my assumption was it wasn't going to be this high, but almost a third of the people are saying, yes, they are. And I ask people why, right? Why, why do you, what are you doing that is, you know, responsible for your success? And some of the answers are that they focus really, really intently or that they have an interdrive. They've let their desire take the front seat. They enjoy everything about their job and all of their daily tasks. Think about that for a minute. Do you think that you'd be able to reach your potential if you enjoy everything about your job and your daily tasks? Wow. I mean, I think that that response alone tells me what some of the things we need to be doing to make sure that we are putting in everything we have. Another person responded that it's the way they collaborate with their team. Now, I'm a huge believer that that's one of the ways to reach your full potential is to make sure that you have the right people around you. One of my friends who's a solopreneur tripled his business because he found the right assistant. Now, he'll admit he just as easily could have found an assistant who wasn't the right match, somebody who can sort of, you know, think for him and get the work done and interact with all his clients. But he found the right person and they collaborate. And that collaboration wasn't just double the amount of business he was able to do, but it was triple the amount of business. And, you know, so when you get the right people on your team and everybody's actively collaborating, collaborating, well, that's how you're going to reach your potential. And, and the responses go on and on. A lot of people say that they reach their potential because they just don't give up, which is another thing that I talk about a lot when I'm being interviewed or when I'm talking to anybody about success. And that is you got to be tenacious, right? Tenacity means you don't give up. You grab hold of that and you just fight and you fight and you do everything that you have to do to make sure that you know, you're getting things done. So I was surprised as I started talking to people that so many people feel this positive about the hard work and their strong work work ethic and their internal fortitude and all the things that they're doing is actually paying off. However, the paradox of this is that 
two-thirds of the people actually answer no to the question of, are you living up to your potential? And when I ask them why they're not living up to their potential, wow, there are a ton of answers. And I wonder if they're answers or if they're excuses, but somebody said that, you know, being working from home actually leaves them to be distracted. And as a person who's a solopreneur, that's something that I probably could put if I had answered that question because it is so easy when it's just you and you don't have anybody looking over your shoulder and no one's expecting anything on a certain deadline. It is so easy to be able to say, nah, maybe I'll just turn on the news and check on what's going on you know, uh, in politics or check on what's going on on my favorite TV show or, oh, I recorded The Tonight Show last night. I, I bet Jimmy Fallon had something funny to say. Now, I'm not saying that I do those things all the time, but I probably have done those things. And, and I think some of you might have too. So, you know, it's, it's true that if you're not, you know, focused, which is probably the biggest answer that came up so far on this survey that I've, I've done is people say it's the lack of focus. They're not actually uh, putting enough pressure on themselves. They're not paying enough attention. They're not striving to get things done. Uh, they're not, you know, uh, really disciplined in what it takes. And really, if you're going to run your own business, especially if you're going to be a, a small business owner or a, a solopreneur, procrastination can kill you. And this is the thing that I suffer from all the time. And that is, oh, I'll take care of it tomorrow. I'll take care of it tomorrow. Now, I actually love projects where I have a collaboration going on with my client or I have a deadline where they need something because that's when I do some of my best work. I have to get it done. I oftentimes will produce a video or write an article for a client to help them promote the upcoming the upcoming conference that they're putting on. And if they tell me we have to have that, you know, by December 6th, you can bet that by December 6th, I'm going to get that done. This podcast, in two and a half years, I've only missed a handful of dates of getting the getting the episode done because I have an audience who's expecting this to come out. Now it's not like people cried when I missed those few episodes and it's you know not like it matters. I'm not being paid to do this, but I've made a commitment that every Tuesday and every Thursday I am going to release an episode of cool things entrepreneurs do. And having a deadline and having a commitment to the people who listen to the show actually makes it easier for me to get it done and keeps me from blowing it off or procrastinating too long because I have an editor who has to receive the episode by a certain time or the episode doesn't get published. So, you know, I can't procrastinate when I'm dealing with other people. Some of the other answers of why people felt they, they weren't really reaching their goals was they just have too much stuff going on. If you're, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have a side business, which I know a lot of people who listen to the show actually have full-time jobs and they're trying to get something started on the side, if you have too many projects going on at one time, it's really, really easy to get none of them to get done or, or not to get done as great as they could so that you're not living up to your potential. So it's easy to have those distractions. And then to feel exhausted. I think this is a really common thing amongst people who are starting up a business and trying to wear all the hats and they get, you know, overwhelmed. Happens to me all the time, especially at this time of year because I've got to get, you know, my accounting stuff to my bookkeeper. Now, I don't do that alone, but I have to be the one who sort of gets everything in order and it can take hours by this time of year if I'm not on top of it all year long. It just gets overwhelming. And as we enter into December, I start 
you know, just going, ah, because I'll be honest with you, it's not my favorite thing. And I always think at this time of year, you know, I need to hire somebody just to be in charge of all of it. You know, I just have a receipt. I just hand it to somebody and they take care of it. Now, it's really not that hard and my business isn't that big and, you know, there's not that many moving parts. But even with just trying to take care of the little bit of stuff on on the bookkeeping side that I have to take care of to make sure that it's clean when it goes to the bookkeeper and the accountant, it's just overwhelming for me. And it's really, really, uh, when I feel overwhelmed, I'm less likely to actually do the work. So it's really tough when you don't have someone to keep you accountable. One of the people responded to the survey and actually said that they, because they're a solopreneur, they don't have an accountability partner and they think that's what keeps them from reaching their full, full potential. So these are the things that, that everybody feels. And so I think we all have potential to really succeed. I tell my kids that they have super potential and that they just have to find a way to live up to it. And I think that's true for all of us. I think that inside of us, we have, you know, sort of these God-given capabilities. We have this, this, this thing where we can accomplish so much more than we do on a day-to-day basis. We can turn up that drive. We can turn up that focus, but there has to be something motivating us to do it. And the biggest problem is, is that if you feel you're not living up to your greatest potential, it can be depressing. I know from personal experience, there have been times where I've gotten really down on myself because I don't feel that I'm doing everything that I should and could do to make sure that my business is, is, is performing and that, that you know, is, is all the wheels are running right and that I'm earning as much money as I can so that I can support my family and give my family the lifestyle that I so desperately want them to have. And when I don't feel that I'm doing that, and here's the thing, I've been really successful. I mean, if you look at people who set out and and want to be a professional speaker, I don't know, I don't have any scientific proof, but I'm probably in the top, you know, one or 2%. I do well. And yet, I know I could earn more. I know I could have some bigger clients. I know I could have some some different types of, of, of work. I could have more of the high paying work. I could MC more events, those three day events that I like to do so much. And when I look around and I realize that I didn't meet my goals, I'd set a number that I wanted to do 10 of those big events this year. And if I only did five or six, then I start thinking, wow, if I had done 10, I would have a little bit more money. Maybe I could take the family on a trip. Maybe it would be easier to make the college tuition payment. And all of a sudden I start realizing that the buck stops here. This is all up to me. And the sad part is, is that sometimes then it leaves me feeling, I don't know, it makes me feel a a little depressed. And then I start to feel uncertain. And if I feel uncertain, then I'm not taking the risks that I boldly need to take to actually be successful in this role of business owner, of solopreneur. And I really believe that this is really common. Now, in this whole idea of this, this paradox of potential, part of it is is that if we all have so much potential and it's so easy to get down and distracted and, and get into the weeds, why? You know, why is it that it should be so easy for us to take control of our life? I really thought that more people felt like I did. If I had not conducted this survey, and the survey is not done, I'd love to get, you know, three, four, five times as many people to take this survey. But if I had just done it, I could have gone out and and created this program for my client and talked about how everybody or most people, some sort of a a, a definite word, feel the way that I feel. 
sort of a reminder to me that, number one, I can't view the whole world through my own lenses because I can only view it through my own my own experiences and my, and my own and my own take from where I stand. What's exciting about this survey is that one third of the people feel that they are crushing it. They feel they're living up to their potential. Now, I was wonder I was worried that maybe they don't have the bar set high enough. But as I was reading all of the responses, the people who feel that they're really crushing it. They have a high bar just like the rest of us do. They have high expectations of what they can go out and accomplish. So the next challenge is whether you feel that you're living up to your highest potential or what can you have for next year that's going to make you feel better, what's going to make you, what can you do for next year that's going to make you get out there and, and, and get the train on the track so that it moves one direction and that direction is forward. What can you do next year to make you feel like you're living up to your potential? And, and so I asked that question in the survey and some of the great responses that came in is that they're just going to continue to take ownership of themselves. And, you know, I can go back and look and see, I don't have it right in front of me, if the person who answered that was someone who said, yeah, they are crushing it already, or no, they're not. But I love the response that they're going to have to take ownership and go create it for themselves, because that's what I think we all have to do. If you're listening to this show, and, and you're a regular listener, you know, you know that I interview a lot of entrepreneurs, and I ask, you know, kind of the same questions, we deviate a little bit. But, you know, I ask these questions about what advice do you have? For someone who wants to go out there and and start a business or, or grow their business and the often answer the answer that comes up so often is you just got to do it you got to take ownership you got to take a risk you got to go do it and i think that that is such a common thing that holds people back from from following that dream of, of working for themselves is they don't take the steps now that doesn't mean quit your job you know and go all in sometimes it means start it on the side my speaking business, I spoke for money. I mean, not a big fee, but I spoke on the side for, wow, looking back, hmm, I, mean, I think it was four or five years where I was speaking to organizations and groups and getting paid for it while I had a full-time job. I sort of was testing the water. And the thing was, is that what that proved to me was that I was getting good feedback. I was getting good responses. Audiences said they were learning from my topic and the people who were hiring me were saying I was every bit as good as any full-time professional they were hiring. And what that allowed me to do was to build that confidence. And I often wonder if I hadn't just gone out and done it, if I hadn't started calling myself a speaker and actually going out and doing the work, I wonder if I ever would have had the bravery in 2009 when I got laid off to just say, okay, I'm going to go start. I think it's the fact that I'd already been doing it. In fact, my brother told me one time, it's not like you started cold in April 2009. I'd already written books. I already had a website. I already had clients. But I think that that's the trick, is that I, if I hadn't started to do it, it would have been so much harder to start from scratch and go forward from there. Uh, other responses of what people want to do for next year, a lot of people talked about focus. They're looking for ways to be more productive. Some people have said that there was a piece of it that's luck. And you know, I don't believe in luck per se because I think you create your own luck. But to some extent, you do have to be in the right place at the right time. I had a really interesting opportunity come my way. And it uh, is this project that I'm working on about potential 
and how employees can get out there and sort of take this ownership and reach a higher potential and do more. And this whole project came about sort of through serendipity. I agreed to do something last year that I probably thought I should say no to, but I kind of liked the person. I took on a project. And from that, what happened is one of the people who saw me in that audience came back and said, I want you to run this program next year. And it led to what is now a huge opportunity to develop this new sort of speech and workshop and piece of work. But what's great about it is it's not just for this one client. This whole idea of what I'm the working title is the paradox of potential. The whole idea came out of the fact that the right person sat in the audience, heard what I had to say, called me up and said, are you willing to play with me and help me create a special program for my people? Now, the truth is, I don't get those calls very often, but I always tell meeting planners, my favorite words are, will you play? Because if a, if a meeting planner is willing to take a risk and hire a speaker and say, I don't want you to do your tried and true, I have something specific that I need for my audience, are you willing to play? Oftentimes, we both win, but there's a little bit of serendipity in that because I can create a whole new program that I can take out to a brand new audience and maybe be able to reach my full potential solely because of this new program next year. What if that person hadn't had the idea, if they hadn't been in that one audience? What if they weren't the type of person who was willing to say, let's break a few eggs and see what we can create in the kitchen? So while I don't believe in luck, because I don't think that just falls from the sky. I had to be uh, really good at what he saw me do when he saw me speak. I had to be the type of presenter that he said, I want that person in front of my audience. Now, I don't think that was luck, but there was a little bit of serendipity that he was in the audience that day and that I was the speaker and that everything in his world was, let's create something new and that we were able to work together. So I don't know if you need to be lucky to reach your full potential but I do think that you need to be sort of aware of serendipity and allow it to happen. So, you know, some of the last things that are here on the survey of what people want to do for next year is, you know, really pay attention to their energy and their time and to make better choices with how they're investing their money. Oh, my gosh, that reminds me of something. I had someone call me up and they were brand new in their business and there was a publication in their industry who wanted them to invest like $2,500, more money than they had because they had just started in running an ad. And he was very curious if running an ad was going to bring in this flood of new clients. Well, maybe, but maybe not. If I could go back and get all the money back that I spent on blanket, non-targeted advertising that I had spent with PR people or consultants who wanted to show me how to make money, the problem is, is if you're not making really thoughtful decisions early on with the money that you're spending, the money goes one way. The worst money I ever spent was with a vendor who told me they were going to get me all, you know, this publicity. And what ended up happening is they got me some second tier publicity and they still got paid. The problem with a lot of the expenditures that we take when we have a small business to try and promote us is we're falling in to people who are selling products that prey on our hopes and dreams. I'll tell you what, as a small business owner, I don't believe that you can, you can throw your money at your hopes and dreams. You have to put that money. I would have been better off taking that money that I had spent early on. And I don't know, it was several, several thousand dollars. 
I would have been better off taking some really key people in the meetings business out to really nice steak dinners and sitting down and asking them questions and then just shutting up and listening. I would have learned more because for that many thousands of dollars, I could have taken out dozens of people for nice dinners and I would have learned more. Even though those people wouldn't have necessarily hired me, somebody would have given me that little nugget of information that I could have grown into something big rather than thinking that some marketing and PR person was going to do anything for me. So be really cautious with the money you spend early on. I still am very careful that I don't spend money I don't have. I don't build this business on a credit card. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't do that early on, but I do not do that now. Now, do I miss some opportunities because there might be some programs I could get involved with? Absolutely. There are going to be opportunities missed. But I'm really, really careful on the outflow of the money I have because it takes me twice as long to make it back. And, and I learned that the hard way. And I tell people, I'm very honest and open about it. I tell people all the time that when I started my own business, we hemorrhaged cash for three years. Then I started earning what I earned in corporate America or a little bit more. But the problem is it took another three years to support my lifestyle and pay back all the money that it had taken to support my life for the first three years. It takes a long time to climb out of that hole. So you got to be really careful with that money sort of up front. So as you look to next year and things that you can do, keep away from the distractions. Try to find ways to keep to keep focused. One of my focuses this year has been sales, and I actually have a sticky in my car that says outbound calls. That's all it says. It's sitting there right on my dashboard, outbound calls. And every day when I get in my car, whether I'm going to meet with a client, whether I'm on my way to the airport, I'm just going to go get a cup of coffee, or maybe I'm, I'm running errands. No matter what I do, I am reminded by the fact that my focus has to be outbound calls. So whatever it is that you need to be doing that's so easy to get distracted from, something as simple as a sticky on your dashboard will help you do it. Now, that doesn't mean that every time I see it, I pull the call, a car over and make an outbound call. But what it does do is it reminds me of when I'm allowing distractions to take over my world. So you want to get better focused you know, if you want to find a way for next year to make sure things happen. Uh, I'm just looking through some of the responses to the survey. One of the responses of, for next year, what's going to make somebody uh, more productive in 2017? And one of the people said that they wanted to go towards better health. They had been listening. They said right here, they were listening to me talk about how I've gotten in the best shape of my life, even though I'm over 50 years old now, how I changed my diet and I gave up sugar and wheat and I lost 25 pounds and how I started running. And now I'm running 20 plus miles a week. Now, I will tell you, I'm not going to continue to run at that pace because my old legs are saying, what the heck are you doing? But I'm training for a half marathon that I'm going to do at the end of January. And in order to be able to run 13.1 miles, I have to make sure that I'm doing long runs. And so on Saturdays, I'm going out and I'm running eight, nine, and 10 miles now, which is just crazy that I've been able to get myself to that level of running because I never had run a mile for the most part in my entire life, and I certainly didn't enjoy it, and I never looked forward to it. But now on the weekends, I'm running long ones, and then Tuesday, Thursday, I'm running five miles on Tuesday and Thursday, and I'm just trying to keep that up. But the side piece from this, and this is what I think the person is quoting is that, that I've talked about on this show, is that what it's done is it help, has helped me be better with my business. I wake up with more energy. While I'm on a run, I sometimes will process you know, something. That's where this whole idea of the paradox 
of potential came from is I had had this conversation with this potential client and he told me what he was looking for and how his people were all high potentials, but he didn't feel that they were living up to, you know, what they were capable of doing and that they didn't feel they were living up to what they were capable of doing. And I went out for a run and I put my headphones in and I put on some music and I went out for a run and I kept thinking about high potential players in the market and all kinds of people who aren't living up to their potential and how I felt about my potential. And I sort of put out what was the answer. And as I ran, this whole program started to take shape. And so sometimes the physical exercise and being in shape is something that will help you achieve more in the new year because I know that I'm seeing it. A couple more responses before I, I say goodbye for this episode. And one is delegation. Reminded my friend who I told you earlier found the right assistant and tripled his business. If you can have somebody who can take some of the load off of you, it's just going to allow you to be more productive. I mean, I see it every day that I'm probably ready to hire an assistant. I am probably there. If I could have somebody who could come in like 10 hours a week and just help me do some of the basic things I have to do to promote my business, I probably could grow my business a lot. And I'm starting to look for that person. But here's the deal. I can't afford a full-time person. So I've got to find a stay-at-home mom who has a sales background, or I've got to find somebody who has a couple of other clients who wants to take on sort of that extra person. And I don't know where they are going to come from. So I'm just starting to put the word out that I'm looking for the right person, but I don't have a giant budget to be able to pay this person. So the person has to be willing to be invested to work with me in my career. But if I could find that right person and I could delegate some of the work that I have to do to help promote my business, and if they could have just a little bit of luck, that could change everything. And so when I read these responses that people have put uh, into this survey, it, while I was surprised that so many people are so confident that they're living up to their potential, I'm not surprised that two-thirds feel they aren't. But these responses of what we can do to actually get out and do it, it's so funny because I read the answers and I think, oh my gosh, I need to do that. That's absolutely fantastic. And so I think it really comes down to having some clarity. If you have clarity of what you want to accomplish in the new year, and then you actually go and take the action, I think you can get closer to actually living up to your full potential. And I know that that's what I'm going to do in 2017. 2017 for me is all about potential. And if there's a gap between where I'm standing and where I'm confident I should be standing, then I need to build a bridge that takes me over that gap so I can get to the next phase. My assumption is that you can relate. So stay tuned to this podcast over the next, I don't know, about a few episodes, but over time, I'm going to be talking more about this paradox of potential. And if this resonates with you, reach out to me because I'm working on this project. I need really smart people to tell me what parts of it are resonating with them. And I need really smart, smart people to share with me the experiences of what they're going through, whether it's positive. Yeah, I'm kicking butt and here's why, or if it's negative and you say, no, I'm the guy who wakes up every day and looks around and says, I am not living up to my full potential. Or you're the woman who says, I want more and I know I deserve it. I need to hear from you because I want to make this product as great as it can be. And also, if you know somebody who uh, maybe needs uh, or wants to help grow something who doesn't need a full-time job, maybe you need to reach out to me and make that introduction because I think that that's part of my bridge to next year. 
And so if you, if you hold the answer to that, maybe there is a little luck. Maybe there's a little serendipity that the right person is listening to this show right now and we'll figure it out together. Because I think if you can find the right people to surround yourself with, it always makes the journey easier. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to fast forward to that potential, but if you can surround yourself with the right people, it's going to make the journey better. Anyway, this has been another one of these little solo episodes of cool things entrepreneurs do. It always makes me laugh because I interview such amazing people and I get more emails about the personal episodes where it's just me talking and sharing sort of my own experience. And, and the more transparent I am about, you know, hey, I'm not living up to my potential and I see these gaps, the more transparent I am, the more people who reach out to me and said, I loved that episode. It talked to me. So if, if this mattered to you, Reach out and let me know. It'll make my whole day to hear from you. Another thing that makes my whole day, jump over to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I'll tell you what, the only way this show gets found is if it gets ranked higher and higher. So positive reviews really matter to podcasters. So not just me, but any podcast you listen to, jump over and leave a review on iTunes. And then if you want to join the Cool Things Project, the uh, online mastermind group coaching program that we have, I'll tell you what, it's going to be very, very, very focused in 2017 on potential and the paradox of people who are fighting to reach their potential. All right, we're going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody who's really cool. But in the meantime, I challenge you, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.